Hello, welcome to Why Not Me. In life, we face many trials and obstacles, many challenges, and in the thick of it, we can be tempted to think, why me? But every obstacle presents an opportunity and every trial can bring triumph. So I want to encourage you to adapt a mindset of, why not me? When, when in the middle of it, when things are tough, look around and think, why not me? It's, it's happening for a purpose. And then when success is at your doorstep and all you have to do is open it, you may find yourself hesitating, questioning, is this for me? Do I deserve this? And I wanna encourage you to adapt a mindset of why not me? Throw the door open wide, shout to the world, why not me? Embrace your success. I'm your coach, Todd Halls. I'm grateful to have you on this journey. Welcome to Why Not Me. Well, hello, welcome to Why Not Me, turning trials into triumphs, seeking and embracing success. This is your host, Coach Todd Halls, and I am super excited to have you with us today, and even more excited to have our guest, um, Monica Tanner. She, Monica is a returning guest. She was with us on launch day and is gracious enough to come back and, and just share even more with us. If you haven't listened to that, go back to, to the early episodes and listen to our, our interview with Monica there. It was amazing. Um, and yeah, you can, we'll also uh, tell you where you can find her uh, on, on her platforms, but uh, I'm gonna let Monica introduce herself to you for our show today. Monica, tell our listeners about you. Yeah, so I am married to a very hunky, hunky man. Uh, we have four kids and I am a relationship and intimacy expert. So I talk a lot about marriage and relationships. Uh, and I uh, host a podcast on the brighter side, Marriage for Entrepreneurs, which was kind of born out of my struggle to start a business, but also juggle the demands of marriage and motherhood as well. So I help passionate entrepreneurs prioritize their marriage so they can crush their business goals. Awesome. When did you know that you wanted to become a relationship and intimacy expert? <laughs> well, that's a great question. I mean, I when I was 12 years old, my parents uh, announced that they were getting a divorce, which obviously changed the trajectory of my life. It kind of shattered this perfect little world that I had, right? And I survived, everything was fine. But as a 12 year old, I became really obsessed with what makes a marriage strong and lasting because I knew I didn't ever want to, to do that or go through that. So um, I've always been very um, curious about marriages. And so I went to college at the University of Texas and um, graduated wanting to uh, get my master's of um, social work so I could work with families. But I met my Prince Charming that summer and he swept me off my feet. We got married, started our family. And um, after my fourth baby was born, I tried to go back to school again to get my master's of marriage and family counseling, thinking that I wanted to be a therapist. and. I got about a year into that program and decided I do not under any circumstances want to be a therapist. Like I wanted to help married people, married couples, because I had been blessed with such a great marriage and had learned so many amazing lessons in my marriage, but I wanted to help people before they got to the end of their rope, before they were seeking out counseling. I wanted to give 
couples tools and strategies so that they could, you know, communicate and connect and, um, you know, really enjoy their marriage before they were just, you know, at the end of their rope. So I dropped out of that counseling program and got super depressed because I was like, how am I going to help people? Like, why would anyone listen to me? I don't have any credentials. I, you know, I have a lot of experience being married, but that's about it. And, um, I had a good friend of mine, uh, you know, who is, who has found a lot of success in the online marketing space. And he was like, do you know what I got in my marketing class in college? I got a C right. And now I teach thousands and thousands of people marketing. So he's like, you do not need any credentials. You just need, you know, to be passionate about something and, and, and be able to get results. Right. And so he uh, recommended I start a podcast. So that was three years ago. I started my podcast and I started working with couples, um, so I've been working with couples for, for a long time now, but I've recently focused way down on entrepreneurial couples because my husband and I started a business when we got married and I've had a business, you know, several times during the course of our marriage. And so I know the strain that entrepreneurship puts on a marriage. Um, and so I've, I've kind of made that my specialty is, you know, helping these entrepreneurs navigate the challenges that come with entrepreneurship plus family life plus marriage. Um, and I feel like I'm, I'm very overly qualified for that just in the life that I've lived. So I don't have any real credentials, just a lot of passion and a lot of experience. Uh, passion and experience is an amazing combination though. So when your friend said, um, just essentially, I got to see in marketing, do this. Was the shift immediate? Like, oh, okay, we're good. Or was there some additional work inside that had to be done? You know, it's so interesting because I look back on that day and I don't know why I listened to him because I didn't, he was a neighbor and a friend of mine. And, and that's how I knew him just as a nice man. Um, I had no idea what he did for a living or, or how much money he made, like no clue. Right. I just knew he was a very, very nice man, but I listened to him. I think that what he said, I mean, obviously he said it with a lot of confidence and it, it clearly touched my heart. Like it was like the answer I had been looking for. Right. So I just kind of blindly followed and then I found out who he was and how famous he was and how successful he was and that people spent hundreds of thousands of dollars for the advice that he had just given me. Right. And so now I do everything that he says because I know who he is. But back then, I don't know why I did. I did exactly what he told me to do. It must have just been exactly what I was supposed to hear and exactly what I was supposed to do at the time. Hmm. I'm processing that. What, what a gift. And I, I just say a gift um, from God, um, because it had to be, you have to hear it at the right time and be ready to be in the space to hear it. And all that lined up for you, you just happened to have a neighbor that was willing to say, hey, just, just do this. It's so interesting because talking with him now, like since then, like he, he's like, I'm just really you know, he's like, I I'm just really proud of you for not quitting. Most people would. 
And he's like, a lot of times when people ask me, you know, what should I do? He's like, I don't always tell them exactly what I think because I know they're not going to do it. Right. But for some reason that day, he told me what he thought I should do. And I did it. And three years later, I'm really starting to gain a lot of momentum from it. But one of the things he did say was you've got to stick around long enough to be noticed. Like it's not overnight. It's not like you're going to start a podcast and all of a sudden people are going to start listening to you. Right. So it has taken me a full three years to really focus in on who I'm talking to and what I'm doing. Right. But I just, the consistency and sticking with it, he prepared me for that. He did say like, you got to stick around long enough to be noticed. But what, but, but he laughs. And I think we both laugh because he's like, most people quit. Like, I'm proud of you for sticking around. So, um, so the blessings come when you, you know, are, are consistent and, and, you know, keep, keep going at it. So. Is that, um, is that a pattern in your life, the stick to itiveness or, or, or was it that the, the message resonated so strongly? It's like, you, you got to stay long enough to be noticed that you just had a little extra grit this time? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, I think I'm extra, extra passionate about this. Like it's what I always, always wanted to do. Right. And so when things get difficult, because they do, uh, I, I think that, I think I, I tell myself, you know what, even if, if nobody was ever listening to me and nobody ever paid me a dime, this is still what I would love doing. And so it kind of just keeps me going when I'm like, I don't know, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. Right. But, but I love it so much. I'm just going to keep going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you've missed it down to entrepreneurs. Um, and, and because I think you said, because you've, that's been your, your journey, your, your story. Um, you started your, you and your husband started a business like right after you got married, you said, what was, what was that like starting out and starting out? Yeah. Well, so um, I could, uh, maybe I should tell you that story. So when we met, he was selling pest control for another company, right? So it was like kind of a summer sales program. He came down to Texas and he was selling pest control door to door. And that was the summer we met. And then we, and then he went back to school cause he was still in college. I had graduated. Um, and, and so we kind of dated uh, and, and were engaged for that year. And so the next summer he got recruited back to sell again. And I actually worked in that office. So it was kind of like he was doing the sales and I was doing kind of a little bit of the fulfillment and the kind of back end stuff. And so we learned that business really well that summer. And we did get the blessing of the, of the owner of the company. He was like, oh yeah, I'll help you just as long as you're not right here doing it. Right. And mm -hmm. so we did, he my husband graduated from college and then we started that business together here in Idaho, where we just, where we wanted to raise our family. Um, and it was kind of risky because he grew up here and he's like, I, I've never known any companies like this here. Right. But, but we knew the model, we knew the, and we knew that it worked. And so we we're like, let's just give it a shot. And so we did, we started that business and we had one child at that point. And so we both worked really hard in the business, uh, getting it started. Right. I worked in the office, he went and sold door to door and then he would, you know, perform the service right afterwards. I mean, it was like very much like, you know, uh, hustling and, and getting it done that way. Um, so we were like our only two employees for like a year. Um, 
and then, and we ended up growing that business. So, so we've been in business here in Boise for 20 years. Um, but once I had my third child, so I was very involved in the business. I worked in the office pretty much daily. I, I, I did the payroll and all the accounting and finance stuff, some of the marketing. Um, but then I had my third child and that was pretty much the breakdown I was describing to you in that first episode where I was just like, I can't do it. I can't do all of this. I cannot take care of these two kids that I have already, this brand new baby, all the business responsibilities, keep a home, uh, uh, like a home running and going, have dinner ready for people. Like, I cannot do it. I'm going to die. <laughs> so at that point, we made the decision to pull me out of the business. I, so I completely, you know, we hired a secretary, we hired a bookkeeper, we had an accountant, all the, I didn't do any, any more in that business. Um, but after being at home with all these little kids for just a little while, I was like, I need something to do that doesn't involve little tiny humans and poop. Right. So I started my own business at that point. Um, and it was just kind of a, a little hobby business, but I grew it pretty big and sold it for a good chunk of money. Um, and that was all while my children were very young. So that was when, you know, you kind of, you're in the midst of diapers and, and wiping noses and, and like those types of things. So when my youngest, my fourth went to school full-time, like started the first grade at that point, I was like, all right, it's time for me to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. Right. Like I want to do what I'm really passionate about, not just messing around with all this other stuff. So that's when I went back to school that's when I decided I did not want to be a therapist. And then that's kind of the whole, when I started in this online marketing, marriage and intimacy type area. Cool. <laughs> that was a long answer. I'm sorry. Great answer. Um, so the, the, the initial business that you started together is still thriving and, and it, it's still thriving. And my husband asks me all the time to come back. It's like, don't you want to come back and help me in the office? And the answer is no. The extent of my help in the business is sometimes I'll help him stuff statements at the end of the month. Uh, yeah. Sometimes he, he now has branched out. So we have our office in Boise, but he's also got one uh, in Washington and in other places. And so sometimes I'll, I'll go on a trip with them and I'll help him. I mean, I still have all the skills. I still know what to do. Right. So if he needs like emergency help with something, I can step in sometimes, but I love what I do way too much. I think that, that, uh, you know, the things that I would do for his business, it's, it's secretary work, right? It's like, I mean, anyone can do it. So um, I, I love what I do way too much to, to get back into that business. Plus we completely dis disagree about everything marketing related. He thinks that you have to go door to door and sell and that's fine. Like that's a form of marketing, right? But I'm like, let's streamline this. Let's do this online. Let's, let's put out some, you know, uh, 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 what's it called? Let's just do, do some mailers, like those types of things. Right. And he's like, no, no, no. And no, and I'm like, okay, if you're not going to help, if you're not going to let me help with the marketing, I'm not helping you. <laughs> so that's how that discussion goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so for, 
for your marriage, if, if I can ask. Um, yeah. So you're married, you've each got a business, um, four kids. What, what are the disciplines that, that, that you two have? I mean, you introduced in your introduction, you are married to a hunk of a man. I mean, so what are the disciplines that you guys have in, in, your, in your life, in your world to, to still smile as big as your listeners can't see it? But when you mention your husband, you, you're, you light up. Yeah, he's hot. Like, like, I mean, he's still, I still get butterflies when he comes home from work for sure. Um, but that's a choice. I mean, that's definitely work that you do decisions that you make and, you know, something that you, you keep going in your marriage. So, I mean, I thought he was hot the day I married him and, you know, we still, you know, go out on dates and act like giddy teenagers. And, um, it, that's just something we've decided, but, I, you know, I, I see his strengths and I am grateful for, um, you know, the teamwork and, and synergy that we have in our relationship, but we've worked really hard to get there. Mm. Cool. So you mentioned it earlier and, and it ties into that. You guys worked really hard to get there and you like working with couples before, you know, you, you, you went away from, from therapy because you want to work with couples before it's at, at the end. Yeah. Um, so what's a good time for, for a married couple to, to reach out to you? Like, you know, I mean, anytime really, but I mean, what I teach is what I, so, so your question was great. Like, how do you still kind of light up when you talk about your husband like that? That's like, it's, it's kind of a, it's a maintenance plan, really. It's like a, it's like what I choose to do every single day. So I actually have an, uh, uh, I could offer it to your audience. Actually, it's just, um, it's just a, a cheat sheet kind of, and it's the five things I do every day to keep my marriage sizzling hot. Right. So I like to teach people like daily habits, daily, you know, weekly things that they can do so that they don't get to the point where they're like, who is this person? I don't even like them. Why am I sharing my life with them? Right. So, um, so instead of like waiting until they're like going to see a counselor, cause they're like, we don't even like each other anymore. I like to teach people how to you know, really just, um, uh, foster those, those good feelings about each other, like how to build habits into your relationship. So you don't get to that point where you're like, who is this person? I don't even like them. Right. So, um, uh, you know, some of the things that I suggest people do every single day, one of my favorites is called daily connections. So that's spending 20 minutes a day. And if you think about, how many minutes there are in a day, there's 1,440 minutes in every single day. And so I suggest that my students and followers that they spend 20 minutes every single day, non-negotiable connecting with each other. And so that means a dedicated time, no kids, no cell phones, no distractions where you choose to be together. And it can be, it doesn't have to be anything like massively elaborate or anything. It could be like taking a walk after dinner. It could be after the kids go to bed for my husband and I, right now it's first thing in the morning. Cause we have teenagers and they stay up really late. So first thing in the morning, my husband and I start every day with daily connections. And it's not, it's like, it's not like a, how was your day? It was kind of like, what's going on inside of your 
brain? Like what's going on inside of your inner life? So we ask each other, like, what are you most excited about right now? What are you working on right now that just lights you up? What's really difficult for you right now? How can I help with that? Like those types of questions, you just go back and forth asking each other, those types of questions, listening to understand each other. And then you end that 20 minute session with some form of physical affection, whether it's a snuggle, a kiss, a hug, whatever it is, some physical um, representation that you have just connected. So that's called daily connections. And I prescribe that every single day, non-negotiable. So if you have, and I've been asked on podcasts before, like, what if you're, what if your husband isn't like a planner? What if, you know, what if he's like kind of a fly by the seat of his pants? I'm like, then you manage the calendar. You let him know, Hey, listen, after dinner, we're, we're connecting, right? So we're going to go in our room or we're going to go for a walk or we're going to take a drive 20 minutes. I just need 20 minutes of your time. So, um, so either one of you can kind of be in charge of it, but you just make sure that it happens every single day. So that's like number one, most important thing that I teach. Uh, the second most important thing is weekly date nights. So there are 168 hours in a week and three of those hours should be dedicated, non-negotiable to date night. And this is the date night I was describing to you, where you act like giddy teenagers. You do not talk about the kids. You do not talk about the finances. You do not talk about the things in your marriage that are not going the way you would like. There are other perfect times to um, discuss those things. Those things are important, but date night is for connecting and acting like giddy teenagers. I love that. Um, <laughs> it, so because Nina and I, we, we've gone through seasons where the date night gets shelved. We're, we're too busy for it. And um, it doesn't take long and the effects are, are compounded. It's, it's not a good place to be. Um, and so I'm, I'm chuckling because just yesterday Nina shared that one of the, one of her wins has been um, been super consistent with with date night lately and um, but really since since the pandemic started um, and it's 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 amazing as it, like you just described like that's that's the magic right spending time together yeah and again it doesn't have to be expensive or elaborate like my favorite date night right now is going to pick up like our favorite takeout, like whether it's, you know, a burger or a shake or something, we go pick it up and sit in the car. We watch the sunset because it's cold before it got cold. We would just do that and we would go sit in a park somewhere or, you know, sit by the lake or something. Um, those are my favorite date nights. They don't, they don't have to be expensive or elaborate at all. Like my husband and I both play soccer and we, we were on before COVID, we were on an indoor soccer team, co-ed soccer team. And so we would get once, once a week, we would have a game. We would go play soccer. Like that was so fun. Wasn't like anything amazing or anything. So, you know, you get creative, you figure out what you, what the, the two of you love to do together or what one of you loves to do that the other one can, you know, can tolerate um, something new that neither one of you have ever done before. Like we like to go mountain biking. Sometimes we have these little kayaks that we take out on the lake sometimes in the summer. So just, I mean, just get creative and do things that make you feel like a giddy teenager. Love it. Love it. One <laughs> of the challenges that we face, and I'm curious what, what you would advise, um, 
is the, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, um, the discipline of keeping keeping that time sacred. Like, don't let the business creep in. Um, how, what's you want to know how I teach that? Yeah. <laughs> so I teach that with uh, the the parable or the metaphor of the glass jars, right? So you've got two glass mason jars. They're exactly the same size. It's exactly like you know, our day or our week or our lives, right? We all have the exact same 24 hours in a day, right? But to the person who puts the 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 sand in first, so uh, if you try to put the sand in and then the little pebbles, and then you try to get those big rocks in there, they're not gonna fit. If you take the exact same jar and you put those big rocks in first, daily connections, date night, daily five, which is, I haven't taught you yet, but those are the big rocks. You put them in the jar and then all the other things will fit around the big rocks. So my biggest piece of advice for entrepreneurs who feel like they are so, so, so busy. I get it. I've been there. I am there. If you put the big rocks in first, all the other things will fit in the jar. But if you try to put the big rocks in at the end and jam them in, it's not going to work. So that's why I tell people there's 168 hours in a week. There are 1,440 minutes in a day. If you can't find 20 out of those 1,440, then you got to rearrange something. So got to let go of something. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Uh, fantastic tips. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You mentioned, um, you mentioned, you can you give me the wording again? Your five, the daily five to there's a, there's more, the daily five to, uh, just my, my three most important things that I, I teach people are the, my daily connections, my date, my weekly date nights and the daily five, which is that's kind of a planning tool. So as an entrepreneur, I'm a big planner. I plan, I have my yearly goals, my quarterly goals, my weekly planning sessions, right? And I have my daily planning sessions. So like at the end of the day, you know, after all my interviews and everything, when I'm ready to shut down the business for the day, I always look at my planner. I've got it right here. I look at my planner for the next day and I know exactly what I need for the, to make the next day successful, right? So I know if I have interviews, I need to, you know, have my hair done or whatever. I know um, if, you know, if I'm just editing all day, whatever. So I know it's on the calendar for the next day, but I, I typically like to pick five things that, you know, if completed, those five things will help me feel successful. And every single day, my partner makes that daily five. Again, it doesn't have to be expensive or extravagant. If it means like send, send my partner a text about our date night this week, you know, it, that takes 10 seconds, right? But it's part of my daily five, um, whether it's grab his favorite drink at the grocery store or put a little post-it on his pillow, letting him know something that he did that really made me, you know, happy that day or whatever, right? It's just one little tiny thing that signals to my partner that he is a priority to me. And I do appreciate like doing life with him. Right. And so every single day he makes it into my daily five. So I know, and, and my kids do too. Right. So, so 
another way that I like to describe marriage, family life, and business is, is like a, a juggling act, right? You, the balls are at different spots in the air all the time. They're not going to get equal airtime. Mm-hmm. But um, if, if I'm, if the way I keep all the balls in the air is that I have this daily five. So that's make my partner a priority, show my kids that I love them and then get the things done that move the needle forward in my business. So those are my daily five. That's awesome. So this has been amazing. I I know um, there's anybody listening that's married, um, (laughs) find Monica. (laughs) It's there's immense value in the work that you're doing. So what a gift you're giving in, in, in the way that you've been, um, the way you've chosen to serve. So, so thank you for that. And thank you for, for the, yeah, for the tips and the wisdom that you've shared with us today. This has been just a truly a pleasure for our listeners that want to reach out to you, find out more. Uh, where do we, where do they find you, Monica? Yeah. So, um, it's really easy to find me on my websites, www.onthebrightersideofmarriage.com. You can find links there to my podcast, to my Facebook group. Uh, I spend a lot of time on Instagram and my handle is Monty Tanner one. So those are the best places to start is the podcast, the website or Instagram. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. And hopefully we can do this again soon. Um, Listeners, uh, again, uh, go back to the beginning of of Why Not Me and check out our other interview with Monica. And hopefully we will see her again in the future. Monica, thank you so much for being here. Until next time, everybody, peace to you. Well, thank you so much for listening. For even more on turning trials into triumphs and seeking and embracing success, go to toddhalls.life. That's toddhalls.life. And I look forward to serving you. Until next time, be strong, be bold, be humble, stay healthy, stay hopeful. Peace to you.